Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. UTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio To this in news I'm Jason Walker a unit within the Memphis Police Department under heavy scrutiny. The Memphis Police Department's Scorpion Street Crime Unit, short for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace, is facing calls to disband after several members were involved in the traffic stop that resulted in the beating and death of Tyree Nichols. The unit was created in 2021 to combat gang activity and car thefts. Between October of 2021 and January of 2022, Scorpion made 566 arrests. Of those, 390 were felony arrests. There were complaints about the group's aggressive tactics and lack of oversight. Five officers have been charged with second-degree murder in Nichols' death, though it's unclear how many of them were part of the Scorpion unit. Tasha Stevens reporting. Big day for former President Donald Trump kicking off his 2024 White House bid. He's making visits today in New Hampshire and South Carolina. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher isn't sure people are serious. The city of San Francisco's reparations committee, they have determined that every black person who qualifies should get a lump sum payment of $5 million apiece. Do you think adults who come up with such garbage are serious? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Are you or a loved one a veteran, perhaps even serve the community as a first responder? If so, we would like to honor you and our country by inviting you on air to recite the Pledge of Allegiance right here on The Patriot. Volunteer by calling Mike at 651-289-4418. It's AM twelve eighty. The Patriot. Time to look at your weather forecast for tonight. Low around 8 below zero. Mostly cloudy skies throughout your overnight. Sunday starts with clouds, then gradually becoming sunny and cold. High near 3 degrees. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, where they say, bring your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. Is that all part of Mitch's spiel? Anyway, it's pretty no, close, pretty close. Yeah, this is not Mitch Berg. This is Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch today. Mitch and I are switching up our broadcast days this weekend. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3, so fear not, you can check him out there. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network at Facebook.com. Give us a like or follow if you haven't done so already. And feel free to comment on the video as well. So we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, folks, going to take a transition now and uh, talk Second Amendment. I know all, all of our listeners uh, staunch, or the vast majority of our listeners anyway, staunch uh, Second Amendment advocates. And who better to talk about it than uh, Larry Correa, a best-selling novelist famous for his Monster Hunter series. Uh, Larry has recently uh, written a book that just came out uh, this past week entitled In Defense of the Second Amendment. Uh, Larry, his credentials, he's worked as a gun store owner, firearms instructor, and military contract accountant, and he is, uh, I'm assuming, joining us from his home state of Utah here to tout his book and uh, talk why the uh, battle for the Second Amendment more important now than ever before. Uh, Larry Correa, an honor to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on, Brad. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the time today, sir. I know uh, I've been uh, following you on Twitter, and you've been touting all of your appearances. Uh, a little busy making appearances uh, touting this book, Larry, so uh, very excited for that. 
Uh, yeah, I've been all over the radio and all over the place and getting a bunch of shows around the country and having a good time. It's a bestseller. It's doing really well. Um, and, and it's being really well received. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I think it's timely and uh, it kind of hit right at the right time. And so hopefully the the book will help some of uh, some of you guys and hopefully it'll help move the needle on this debate a little bit. Yeah, great news indeed. Well, uh, I guess let's get uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the book and some of the co- its contents. But I do want to uh, talk about uh, the Second Amendment itself, particularly from the perspective of some of the myths that are uh, perpetuated about. It. I mean, first, I mean, the Second Amendment kind of spells out a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, one of the uh, kind of the misconceptions or just flat out false chanting points that you see occur, Larry Correa, is the part about a well-regulated militia. People take that and say, wow, regulated. Well, of course, that means that uh, the legislative branch can go ahead and make laws uh, uh, regarding gun control. Uh, not so, Larry Correa. How's that? Well, I like how they always leave off the shall not be infringed part and the people. Um, Yeah, they always manage to leave that part. No, but honestly, I I do mention this briefly in the book when I get into the history, but like regulated has a different meaning back then. It was basically practiced. Um, But they glommed onto that. And and it's like this really facetious, disingenuous arguments. Oh, the Second Amendment was for the uh, National Guard, which didn't exist for a century after they ratified it. So it's just a a, a disingenuous, like really dishonest argument. Um, I mean, I go through all of them. I I go through every attack that we see, everything they throw at us on on social media, everything the news says. And uh, them being a bunch of (laughs) manipulative, emotional liars is kind of, you know, the the common thread here. But, yeah, no, the the Second Amendment is – for the people to be able to defend themselves from threats up to and including uh, tyrannical government. And uh, I go there, I, I talk about what it's for, I talk about the history, and I use examples from uh, America and from uh, various states and around the world of what happens when people don't have that and what happens when our rights are limited. So I don't know, I, I wrote this to kind of like help people, uh, you know, get those good arguments because there's a lot of people on our side of this debate but they can't articulate a good argument or they're not armed with facts. And so I wanted to be able to put all that kind of just in one handy compendium that you can then throw at your friends and neighbors and loved ones who are on the fence. Um, and so that's what I'm shooting for here. You know, no, pun not intended. Oh, no, but, no, perfectly understandable. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's excellent. I appreciate the, the insight in that. Another another myth I'm sure you've heard that uh, gets a lot of play and probably even a, even a chuckle. Uh, well, when the Second Amendment was written... It was written with muskets in mind, not high-capacity rapid-fire weapons, Larry Correa. What's up with that? Which is ironic since a bunch of the founders actually owned cannons uh, <laughs> or private warships. Right. Um, and they always throw that out there. But, no, it was it was about parity. It was about the people needed to have parity. And even even the, the Supreme Court has affirmed that the Second Amendment is about weapons that are common and useful for the people in a militia uh, context which would mean all the type of things that they are trying to ban. Uh, you know, they've glommed onto the, the term weapon of war, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because, because a musket. Uh, you, but they don't realize back in those days the musket was a weapon of war. A rifle was a weapon of war. Cannon was a weapon of war. Um, and today uh, they, they try to do that. It's so dishonest because if you think about it, the most common hunting guns in America, like like they try to do this to prey on the ignorance. Like, oh, well, you know, we're going to take away these scary evil black AR-15s, but you can keep your hunting shotgun. You can keep your, uh, you know, your, your bolt-action deer rifle. Except that's nonsense because bolt-action deer rifles, you know, were, were military sniper rifles. Uh, to this day, the M40 is still issued. It's just a Remington 700. Uh, and then you got stuff like your, your hunting shotguns. We've used those in war. Uh, and even the revolver, the common revolver is an air crew defense weapon up until the Gulf War. So they, they, they try to do all this, uh, you know, twisting of words and twisting of realities. But no, it was for weapons of war. And we are, as a people, as an armed populace, we are supposed to have those as a safeguard against our government and, uh, and against criminals. That's a perk. So uh, all that other stuff, uh, all that sporting purpose stuff, and uh, that that's a perk. That's that's a, a fun, happy bonus for us. But that's not what the amendment is for. And that's not why we have it. 
It, it is rather disturbing when you think about it. Uh, you, we have our own sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, as well as uh, Congressman Eric Swalwell. They they invoke like, well, President Biden most recently has been on this kick. You know, those of you, uh, uh, those of you, uh, big staunch Second Amendment supporters. Uh, you know, you're going to need uh, you're going to need some F-15s in order to take on the government. That's the, that stuff isn't really going to help you. And of course, Eric Swalwell has within the last three four years really topped it when. Uh, Someone's uh, a, um, a Second Amendment advocate said, you know, you're you're asking for a war if you're going to come after our guns. And he says it'll be a short war because the government has nukes. I mean, rather disturbing, Larry Correa, that government officials are invoking uh, F-15s and nuclear weapons to try to take out Second Amendment advocates. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a whole chapter where I uh, basically cause I, started, I wrote it after I was responding to Eric Swalwell's insane comments about using nukes on us because it's like. He, he's so he's the dumbest man in Congress. He really is, and that's a challenge. Um, but Eric Swallow talk about using nukes. Okay, so let's. Why are you going to use nukes? Let's say the people of uh, uh, you know Omaha, Nebraska, get uppity. Are you just going to nuke Omaha? I mean, it's a nuclear weapon, Eric Swalwell. He, the guy's an idiot. But I, I do go into the logistics of how uh, an armed populace does actually uh, still serve as a check uh, against tyranny. It's uh, it's one of those checks and balances, and it's just numbers because if you look at history and I do, I go into this uh, in the book, I go into, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, the first part of the Ukraine war, the Vietnam war, just because you have a technologically advanced force on one side does not assure victory, especially when the local population uh, outnumbers you and any given time in, in, uh, in Iraq, in, in Iraq, any given time we were fighting about 20,000 insurgents, give or take mm-hmm. against, the world's most advanced military coalition in human history. We're talking about 20,000 dudes uh, in tennis shoes with AK-47s riding around the back of Toyota pickup trucks. And, and, that's, and, and we fought them for two decades. Yet you're going to tell me that uh, a force that would be orders of magnitude larger, because we're talking a fraction of a percent of American gun owners, on a much larger area with no safe ground, no front lines, uh, oh, no, it's, it's, it's a nightmare scenario. Uh, the Second Amendment is a big red button on the Constitution. It's that kill switch uh, on our experiment of a republic. We don't want to push it. And so the thing is, when Joe Biden gets out there and starts cracking these jokes, the man is, is insane because he's playing with fire. He's talking about, like, the ultimate doomsday scenario of, of, of all America. And they're so flippant about it. And the part that killed me on this last one, so he's, he's, at, Martin, he's at a Martin Luther King Day uh, event honoring a guy who fought for peaceful resolution and tried to get his Second Amendment rights and was denied by the government. Right. Martin Luther King tried to get a concealed weapons permit and the government turned him down. So at an event honoring that guy, he's gonna he's gonna talk about blowing us up with F-15s. <laughs> it's just it's it's just nuts, man. You know the deer don't wear Kevlar. <laughs> Joe Biden's made that joke. Hundreds of times now, and every time he says it, I think it's the first time for Joe Biden because he doesn't realize right. that that he said it before. And uh, yeah, so the whole thing is the whole thing is is crazy. And but honestly, yeah, that's what the Second Amendment is for. It is that check. And uh, people who are serious, people who understand this stuff, uh, we get it, and we don't want to mess it with that. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go down that road. We want we want to avoid that as much as possible. We're joined via phone by uh, author Larry Correa touting his latest book, just released this past week, In Defense of the uh, Second Amendment. Uh, again, definitely a, a must-read for those of us who, uh, you know, okay, we're passionate Second Amendment advocates, but some of us uh, may feel tongue-tied when uh, getting into a, a debate with a gun grabber, and that's fine. This uh, this is, seems to be your one-stop shop for everything to combat the uh, gun grabber narratives that are definitely uh, proliferating our society uh, Larry Correa, need to take a quick break. Are you able to hold with us uh, for one more segment? Yeah, sure. Glad to. Fantastic. Larry Correa, again, uh, touting his book in the defense of the Second Amendment. We'll be back uh, to talk more about this and the virtues of the Second Amendment. Again, if you have a question or comment for Larry, 651-289-4488. You can also win via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or leave us a comment or question at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Back in mere moments on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Go nowhere.
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gorka on classified documents. The mere fact that his defense at that press conference in Mexico is, I didn't know I had the classified documents, and I don't know what's in them. That makes me feel so much better, doesn't it? Because I showed an image on screen that somebody else has found of the background screening request for buying the building in which the secret documents were found. And interesting, the name at the top of the form isn't Joe Biden. It is Robert Hunter Biden, guy who lost his clearance because in the Navy, first day on the job, he failed a drug test. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind you'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm on my own. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. It's the closer on the headliner edition of the Narn. As the headliner, Mitch Berg, away on assignment, but he'll be filling in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3. But folks, we're here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You could also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, continuing our discussion with Larry Correa, he the author of In Defense of the Second Amendment, a book released just this past week. Uh, Larry, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Uh, I am assuming this book can be purchased at uh, wherever uh, you uh, buy your favorite books. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you can get it from Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, independent bookstores everywhere. And it's also available on Audible if you are into audiobooks. Okay, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely uh, look forward to that. Uh Obviously, well, Larry, you uh, probably uh, are well-versed in a lot of the uh, rhetoric that takes place, and I lament it on my broadcast quite often. Whenever there is a spree killing, a mass shooting where uh, multiple individuals are killed, whether, you know, in what they call soft targets, whether it's a house of faith, a, a school, a shopping mall, what have you, typically the uh, quote-unquote gun-free zones, uh Literally, and I do mean literally before the bodies are even cold, you get these far-left progressive politicians uh, ban assault weapons now, gun control now, uh, before they even, any of the facts that come out. And when the facts do come out, inevitably it punctures their narratives saying, well, what you're proposing would not have stopped this particular shooting. So uh, you've heard all the arguments, Larry Correa. When you hear of a spree killing and what goes on, obviously 
we're all human beings with hearts and souls. It's heartbreaking to see so much loss of life in these particular killings. What is the best approach to stop these in their tracks before they take place? Now, the problem with stopping them before they take place is it doesn't work. Um, any of the prohibitions they put on there, uh, and I use examples from around the world, to so places that have gun control so strict that, like, Americans couldn't even comprehend it. We would just revolt. Um, it doesn't work. I, I, in completely gun-free countries, this still happens. So they, they like to have this myth in the news that this is a uniquely American phenomena. Mm-hmm. It's not. Not at all. And I demonstrate that. And uh, I bring the receipts. I mean, I have all the stats, everything cited. But not only that, if they don't have a gun, they uh, use a bomb. They, they build a bomb or they drive a truck down the sidewalk. The fact is evil people are among us. I mean, evil is in the hearts of men. And uh, what does it take to, like, stop people from being evil? Well, that's way beyond the scope of my book. Right. right? They, they, need, they need the Bible for that. <laughs> they need a much mm-hmm. bigger book. <laughs> but um, it's going to happen. And bad people are going to happen, uh, and the bad people are going to do bad things. Now, how do you actually stop them? What stops all these cases everywhere, not just here but everywhere, is a violent response. Now, that violent response can either be immediate by someone who's present, i.e. a concealed weapons permit holder, uh, just somebody who is nearby, uh, even if a cop happens to be there, or it's going to be when the cops are called and they come, and that could be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. And if that's the case more people die. It's just simply a factor of logistics and time. So the best way to stop this is defense in depth. And when I say defense in depth, I mean in the military, we don't just arm guys at the front. We arm guys in the back because otherwise the bad guys just go around and they flank you and they hit you where you're soft. And gun-free zones are where we're soft. And bad guys know this. Criminals know this. Um, In fact, they've said it. They have written in their manifestos, and I cite these in the book, uh, I never name any of these criminals by name because I don't think they deserve any credit. Good. I don't think they should ever be recognized. I mm-hmm. think they should be forgotten. But we can learn from this stuff. And they will flat out say in their manifesto, is like, I want to be famous. I want to be powerful. In order to get on the news, I need to kill more people. And the best way to kill the most number of people is to go to a place where there's no guns. So I'm going to go to this location because I know that no one there has a gun. And they have flat out said that. They recognize this stuff and they know it. And the media is complicit. Uh, our media actually promotes these guys and gives them exactly what they want, yep. and it rewards them. Uh, they, they, most of them, you know, some of them are just incoherent. The ones I found that oftentimes hit places aren't gun-free zones is because they're just they're nuts. But most of these guys aren't crazy; they're just evil. And they're actually some of them are rather intelligent and they're kind of cunning. So what happens is they will plan this out, and they know that if the goal is to become powerful and famous and and be the most important person in the world. They have to get a high body count, and they know that the news will reward them for certain things. We've even seen where criminals have used certain guns because they know that the news will report it more. And when I say the news is complicit, I refer to these people like this as the vultures because they're perched waiting for carnage, and then they'll swoop in when there's bloodshed. Um, They have their narrative. They'll lie their butts off, and they'll make the bad guy famous, and then the next bad guy will watch that and think, okay, wow, this is my chance. And uh, they know what to do. And that's why these things tend to happen in clusters, too. And I even I, I bring that up in the book because the media coverage actually is a contagion that causes more of these events. But so, yeah, that's that's where I stand on that is basically we are our own first responders. Right. Um, and, and I think that an armed populace is the best way to stop this. As long as there is evil amongst us, this will be necessary. Yeah. And, and the thing that's that is disturbing to me, obviously, with the. With the gun-free zones, like you alluded to, the the gunman knows full well that he's not going to get a whole lot of resistance because people, law-abiding citizens, have a tendency to, you know, obey the gun laws. And, and, you know, from that standpoint, that could be a drawback. But I think that the thing that's disturbing to me, you know, take the Uvalde, Texas shooting, an absolutely uh, abhorrent and uh, dereliction of duty by law enforcement down there. So many young people were killed. But instead of focusing on that very real aspect people focused on the firearms is you know how this young adult was able to get their hands on firearms and again like i alluded to proposing solutions that would have had no prayer of stopping this and that seems to be the the only solution i mean larry you can speak to this a little bit i know you've had some uh, training of educators in schools we you know where school shootings take place someone a teacher or 
even a faculty member that is got their permit for concealed carry, uh, if there's just a scintilla of a chance that a faculty member is carrying a gun, I mean, I don't know if you can put a number on it, but it's significantly less likely that a gunman will consider that a target, Larry Correa. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason I have experience on this personally is because my state, Utah, has allowed concealed carry in schools for a very long time. We're coming up on two decades now, I think, I think like 17, 18 years, um, where we have allowed teachers to carry guns in school. And when I say I want to arm teachers, I don't mean that. I have to clarify. I don't mean that to be mandatory. Right. Right. Obviously, this is not for everybody, yep. but I guarantee in every single school in America, there's at least one or two or three people who are capable. Uh, they're capable of getting the training. They, they're they willing. They want to do it. Let them get out of their way. And they're just speed bumps. We don't want them to be cops. They are not going out and searching lockers or arresting hooligans or whatever. Right. No, they're just a regular person carrying a gun at work like the rest of us who are able to do that. Um, and we've had... Uh, all these years of doing this in Utah, we're a perfect experiment for all the other states to look at and say, well, how does it work out? And it's worked out fine for us. All those horrible nightmare scenarios that the, that the anti-gun people always come up with, the emotional, all oh, teachers are going to freak out and shoot their students. Uh, <laughs> students are going to steal guns from the teacher and yep. shoot them. That's, that doesn't happen. Because uh, they don't... They, the anti-gun people, don't, they don't live in the real world, and oh. they don't actually care about stopping the crime. And we'd know about it, too, if that did happen, I would imagine. You talk about media well, narratives. If something like that occurred, yeah, that, that, would be, that, that, that would be something they'd use as Exhibit A in order to uh, not allow teachers to be armed. Uh, Larry Correa, we only have about three minutes to go, so I do want to get to a caller online, too, who has a question for you. Uh, Ron in Bloomington. Now, Ron, you're on with Larry Correa. Go ahead. Thank you. I have a question as to whether we should expand the discussion. The school shooting, stuff like that, are what, uh, 2%, 3% of gun deaths in the United States? Close to 50%. Yeah, uh, 50%, give or take, are suicide, add suicide, homicide, you get closer to 60%. And you put in the gang shootings, criminal shootings. You know, you're up, what, 75, 80 percent? Should should part of our argument be the mental health aspect of it, which is a massive uh, uh, article or discussion way beyond guns, um, homeless and, and what, 5 percent of suicides are attempted with guns. They're mm-hmm. more successful than most. But are, are we missing the, the amendments and whatever? I get it. But the common person, do, should we be expanding our discussion? Yeah, Ron, we only have about a three minutes, so let me get, let Larry tackle that. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, actually, I do have a chapter about that. I very specifically get into what the news covers and what the perception of the people is versus the reality. And and you're spot on. Uh, mass shootings get all the headlines and the, because they're very emotional, but they're extremely rare. Um, uh, and, they, and I go through the news. Uh, they talk about how there's hundreds of them. There's really not. Um, realistically, there, there's actual definitions for these words. that Things used to mean things, but they throw all the definitions out to conclude whatever they can. If you look at most of what they call a mass shooting, realistically, most of them are gang-related drug crimes. And I do go into that in the book. I break down the stats. I break down our murders. I break down our suicides, uh, percentage of suicides. And then I take those and I compare us to other nations and their gun laws. And I actually go through the myths also where they rank the United States, uh, how violent we are. Uh, they always try to portray America as a country with a gun problem. No, actually, America is an extremely uh, safe country with a handful of zip codes that are murder central. And so I get I get into that in the book. Once again, we're joined by Larry Correa on touting his uh, book in defense of the Second Amendment. Uh, you can find it wherever uh, you typically purchase your books, whether it's Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores. I mean, if it's uh, going like hotcakes, as uh, as we understand it is, uh, people are finding it, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Larry, we only have a uh, minute remaining. Any final thoughts, anything that you want to uh, convey uh, on the uh, Second Amendment? Best uh, way to go forward when engaging in this issue in the culture work? As I, I may be overly optimistic, but it seems like more and more people are realizing that a uh, uh, Taking responsibility for your own safety is definitely way to go, and it doesn't seem like they're buying a lot of the uh, hyper overhyped narratives. Yeah, it's actually the, what I closed the book on too is what we can do going forward. And honestly, the biggest thing is just helping your neighbors, helping your friends, helping your family. 
um, because we are winning. We're actually this is just a battle of the culture war, and it's a big important one. But we are actually winning it, and I and a lot of people like to get doom and gloom, uh, but I'm actually really hopeful for the future of the Second Amendment. Um, we've been fighting the good fight for 30 years, and and I go and I've been doing this for a long time, and yeah, I I really do think we're winning. So keep your chin up, and uh, keep doing the right thing. Again, check it out, folks. Uh, Larry Correa, the book entitled "In Defense of the Second Amendment." Uh, Larry, appreciate your time. Fascinating topic. I can go another uh, couple, three segments, but we know you got a very busy schedule. Uh, looking forward to hearing your other appearances as well. Uh, thank you for joining us on the uh, broadcast today. Best of luck with this uh, book going forward, and uh, thanks for everything you do. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitch Berg on the Headliner Edition. Of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Take me across the water, cause I need... Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394 Louisiana, 952-253-0665. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394 Louisiana, 952-253-0665. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. I am the closer, filling in on the headliner edition of the Darn. Mitch Berg, normally heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here at AM 1280, the Patriot. Followed by Jack Tomzak, the new guy. Jack will be on 3 to 5 today, his normal time slot on Saturdays. And I'm usually heard Sundays from 1 to 3 for the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And, of course, we kick off the weekends every weekend with King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Biz. It's the King Banyan Show, perhaps the finest show in the upper Midwest. Dare I say the entire country? Yeah, I went there. The entire country on the subject of economics. 
Uh, going on, uh, it'll be 19 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network in early March, which means, uh, you know, I, I think I heard Mitch tout this recently. Uh, next year will be the 20th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, which means we might finally get to the 10-year anniversary party that he's been planning for, well, nine years. So <laughs> that's going to be a bonanza, a barn burner, whatever uh, you'd like to, however you'd like to describe it. But as always, we appreciate your support. Let's face it, folks, without you, the listeners, and this uh, fantastic support, grassroots support that we get, here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network, we wouldn't be going on 19 years. I mean, that's just a that's just a sheer fact. So we appreciate however you tune in, whether it's by good old-fashioned AM radio, FM 107.5, if you're in Minneapolis or the West Metro, if you stream us online, listen in, on your favorite apps by Amazon Echo. If you're viewing the live stream on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, or maybe you're listening to the podcast, however you listen, we can't appreciate it enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I did want to get to this uh, particular story. Uh, I was going to save uh, the first hour for all local stories, and then we uh, got sidetracked, obviously, by the abortion discussion, and, and that's perfectly fine. I'm willing to roll with it. Again, it's you, the listeners, that make the show go, so I'm willing to uh, concede to you, the listeners, the direction we go. But I did want to get to this uh, particular subject. I talked about this on my show this past Sunday, where an adjunct professor at Hamlin University by the name of Erica Lopez Prater was uh, suing the university for uh, defamation and uh, after she was released from her contract as an adjunct uh, for showing a picture of the Prophet Muhammad in her art appreciation class. And apparently some students, uh, some Muslim students, obviously took offense to this because in their faith, uh, any pictures of the Prophet Muhammad are deemed blasphemous. And the adjunct professor, Ms. Lopez Prater, emphasized that she gave the students plenty of heads up, a warning. It was just done within the context of art and analyzing art, not of any personal stance that she was taking. And the students took the complaint to the administration, to the faculty, to other faculty. And uh, it, uh, again, Ms. Lopez Prater got uh, denied her opportunity to teach uh, this spring. Well, apparently uh, the backlash was so fast and so furious that now faculty, they need someone to throw under the bus for the reputation, uh, the damaged reputation that their university is undergoing. So this is from Josh Vergus at the Pioneer Press. Hamlin University's full-time faculty on Tuesday asked President Fainese Miller to resign over her administration's handling of a Muslim student's complaint about an adjunct professor who showed ancient art in class that depicted the Prophet Muhammad. Various Hamlin administrators have said that what took place in an October art history class was, quote, undeniably inconsiderate, disrespectful, and Islamophobic, and, quote, an act of intolerance, close quote. And Hamlin rescinded its offer to have the adjunct professor, Erica Lopez Prater, teach again in the spring. But after a wave of criticism from across the country, Miller conceded last week that she mishandled the episode. In a joint statement January 17th with the chair of Hamlin's Board of Trustees, Miller said, quote, sometimes we misstep, close quote, and it was flawed to have used the word Islamophobic to describe the incident. So she was backtracking faster than one of those uh, Minnesota Vikings defensive backs is uh, kind of what I'm uh, hearing here Uh, on the same day. Lopez Prater sued the school for defamation and religious discrimination in Ramsey County District Court. Hamlin's full-time faculty held a meeting Monday where they voted 71 to 12 with nine abstentions to support a statement calling for Miller's resignation, according to Jim Scheibel, a business professor and president of faculty council. Is that the same Jim Scheibel that was mayor of St. Paul back in the 90s? I believe it was. I believe it is. Maybe. Well, we'll go with it. Uh, We are distressed that members of the administration have mishandled this issue and great harm. And I hate when it does it. This uh, page refreshes when I'm in the middle of reading something. Sorry about that, folks. (laughs) We are distressed that members of the administration have mishandled this issue and great harm has been done to the reputation of Minnesota's oldest university, the statement read in part. As we no longer have faith in President Miller's ability to lead the university forward, we call upon her immediately tender her resignation to the Hamlin University Board of Trustees. The faculty vote is just the latest indictment of Miller's administration for infringing 
on academic freedom. The American Association of University Professors said Monday that it was sending, quote, a committee of inquiry, close quote, to Hamlin's campus to investigate the decision not to bring Lopez Prater back for the spring semester. So I, I, you know, I I apologize for repeating myself for those of you who heard me talk a little bit about this uh, on Sunday's show. Now, this development hadn't come up on Sunday when I talked about this. This occurred during this past week where they were asking for uh, President Miller to resign. But how does it, how have we got to the point, or I guess better question is, what was the point where we got to where students can't debate their professors in class. I mean, I think that that's a vital part of one's growth process as we're, you know, we're young adults looking to get into the real world. And I I talked about my college experience. You know, I went to college in the uh, late 80s into the early 90s. Yeah, I'm that old. And uh, I remember a sociology class, sociology class, American history class, where the professors encouraged and enjoyed a spirited debate and discourse. And I dare say that helped my generation when we went out into our respective vocations in the workaday world. And it helped us either strengthen our worldview or made us question it. Either either area is great because if you have everybody has a worldview and everybody hopefully is in the process of developing it, and it maybe even evolve as you get older. I mean, that I think history shows that. I mean, young people have a tendency to, you know, be pretty progressive, pretty liberal, and as they get older and they get adult responsibilities, you know, they have a tendency to turn conservative. Not everybody, of course, but, you know, a good number of them, and that's okay. I, I had that own. I had I had that in my own experience. I, I talk about my political transformation. You know, when my the only ones who really were passionate about politics in my family were my my dad and my paternal grandmother, both very staunch Democrats, and they were really the only voices that were amplified and loud and talking about it. So I just went along with what they said, and then I actually started listening to other sources, and it kind of pinged my conscience a little bit, and thus, when I was, you know, my last couple of years in college, early 90s, made the transformation of, to being a conservative. You know, because I was very intrigued by when Bill Clinton was running for president. This would have been 1992 when Bill Clinton was first running for president. I was very intrigued by what he was bringing, bringing forth, and then I heard from different sources, and, you know, I talk about it openly. I, uh, I was oddly intrigued by Rush Limbaugh. You know, he sounded very pompous and arrogant when I first listened to him. But for some reason, what he had to say was oddly intriguing. So I expanded and opened my mind. I I don't mean to go down that path. But my point is, how did we get to this point where if your worldview is challenged, that you can't steal your spine and stand up for what you believe in? Instead, you run to a faculty and ask the faculty to take action. I mean, the way I see it. This is the inevitable conclusion when a high-profile college, I mean, this is, Hamlin University is the longest-running college in the entire state of Minnesota. First uh, came in, uh, first became active back in 1854, I think. So 170 years almost. So, that, But this is what happens when a college like this, they, they try to balance academic freedom with, with you know, wokeness. You know, I mean, the concept of academic freedom, it's a tenet of what universities are supposed to be about. But the progressive tendencies of, say, college admin and faculties and faculty, excuse me, you know, they cause them to almost be scared to death of being shouted down by advocacy groups if they say something that triggers these students. I mean, think about how, I mean, how relevant what would be the relevant advocacy group that would probably want to weigh in on this particular issue? CARE, right? The Council for Islam- American Islamic Relations? Well, I mean, if you would have allowed them to, if you would have stood up for your faculty and argued this was academic freedom, the professor gave plenty of heads up to the students, 
This is an art history class. This has nothing to do with my worldview. This has nothing to do with my personal faith. This has to do with what the class is, art history. And the fact of the matter is this picture of the Prophet Muhammad is part of the history of art. Gave the students plenty of heads up, and yet some were still offended by this. And again, instead of stealing their spines, fortifying their worldview, decided to take the complaint to faculty. Well, the Council on Islamic American Islamic Relations, they actually did come out with a statement. And even they were kind of coming out and saying, you know what? Normally, we're not big on pictures of the Prophet Muhammad being disseminated, but there really isn't anything there there. In fact, uh, I'll read part of their statement. For almost 30 years, CARE has been exposing, countering, and preventing incidents of Islamophobia. The pervasive form of bigotry harms countless people here in America and around the world. We never hesitate to call out Islamophobia, but we never use the word Islamophobia lightly. It is not a catch-all term for anything that we find insensitive, offensive, or immoral. To determine what constitutes an act of anti-Muslim bigotry or discrimination, we always consider intent, actions, and circumstances. Although we strongly discourage showing visual depictions of the prophet, we recognize that professors who analyze ancient paintings for an academic purpose are not the same as Islamophobes who show images to cause offense. Based on what we know up to this point, we see no evidence that Professor Erica Lopez Prater acted with Islamophobic intent or engaged in conduct that meets our definition of Islamophobia. So they basically kowtowed to these students for no reason at all. I mean, there's a possibility they were concerned how an advocacy group like CARE would cause would maybe wreak havoc or come down on them, and therefore they didn't want that headache, so they kind of said they kind of tried to you know quick sweep it under the rug, and it caused more problems than it was worth. So uh, kudos to to care for their statement on this, and uh, hopefully Erica Lopez Prater, uh, the adjunct professor who was not allowed to return, will not be allowed to return to teach a spring class. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be uh, settled out of court very quietly, and uh, hopefully it will be to her satisfaction because she deserves no less. And uh, it seems to me that she is being vindicated over this, and uh, kudos to her for that. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. For 30 years, Robbinsdale Women's Center, known as RWC, is the first step for women facing unplanned or unwanted pregnancies. The majority of women they serve are seeking or considering abortion, but through their free services, including an ultrasound and parenting program, women are empowered to choose life for their babies. Last year, 279 moms gave life to their babies thanks to support they received from Robbinsdale Women's Center. That's 279 children born, enough to fill nearly six school buses. You can make a huge difference in these women's lives by giving to RWC. Your gift will bring hope and life. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs your help so more women can have the opportunity and support to choose life. For more information on RWC's life-affirming work or to donate, go to rwcinfo.org. rwcinfo.org. Robbinsdale Women's Center. Saving lives, changing lives since 1992. Make a difference today at rwcinfo.org. That's rwcinfo.org. Liberty Classical Academy invites you to our Education and Society event. 
These events provide better conversations about freedom, learning, and leading. The next event is Thursday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. You'll have the opportunity to hear a world-renowned foreign relations expert for free. Ken Pope of the Victims of Communism Foundation in Washington, D.C. will share insight from his career in the U.S. Army, consulting, and academia, which make him the perfect person to discuss the global impact of communism and its role today. Ken and his special guest will share firsthand experience with imprisonment in Cuba. Ken will also discuss the Russia-Ukraine war and even China's influence. Again, this is a great opportunity for you to learn more about the global impact of communism and its role in current events. Make plans to attend this free event on Thursday, February 2nd at Liberty Classical Academy, White Bear Lake Campus. For more information about Ken Pope in this event, visit libertyclassicalacademy.org. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the headliner edition of the Narn, Sands headliner Mitch Berg, who again will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m., but always good to talk to you folks. Hey, uh, do you remember when uh, jo- Georgia's voter integrity law was only go- uh, was not only going to deny black people the right to vote, but also deprive them of food and water? Oh, and how about uh, the uh, walking cadaver in the White House saying it'll make Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle? Good times, good times. This is from Dominic Pino at National Review. About a year ago, President Biden gave a speech in Georgia in which he compared Republicans to segregationists and said that Georgia state politicians were implementing Jim Crow 2.0 through voter suppression and election subversion. As National Review said at the time, the speech was disgraceful. As Ryan Mills noted a few days later, black voter registration had been increasing for years under Republican-controlled state government. As Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger wrote in, for National Review in May, all the data on early voting showed that Georgia's election reforms had not reduced turnout. As Mills wrote in November, the 2022 elections had the highest ever turnout for a midterm cycle in Georgia history. And now there's a University of Georgia survey of 1,253 Georgia voters that found this. You want to know how many of uh, they did a um, basic survey? You know, what was your voting experience like? Excellent, good, fair, poor, or don't know. If you voted, how do you not know if, what your voting experience is like? I'm not understanding that. But anyways... Uh, so the, the demographic that had the most concern about Georgia's new voting law was obviously African-Americans, black people. 73% of black voters said their voting experience was excellent, which was equal to white voters. 73% of white voters also said their voting experience was excellent. Uh, Do you know how many said their voting experience was poor? I mean, equal time here. Take a wild guess how many of black respondents to this survey said their voting experience in Georgia was poor. It is a Blutarski-esque 0.0. 0.0. So for all of the slander of this law and... For a bunch of people, i.e. progressives, who are so concerned about misinformation, the idea that this was going to suppress the black vote, the evidence wasn't there. I mean, it was already very apparent, even in the primary, the primary, the 2022 primary compared to the 2018 primary. It far outpaced it. And now the general election. The, the mo- probably the most despicable thing is you have people just making knee-jerk reactions off of the misinformation that was handed down. Major, uh, the uh, city of Atlanta was going to have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in 2021, just, you know, the year that this legislation was passed. And based on the misinformation that was permeating, you had 
MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred take the All-Star game out of Atlanta and move it to Colorado. So I guess the the good news here, there's it's kind of a good news, bad news situation. The good news is uh, this legislation did not lead to voter suppression, as so many progs claimed it would. But the bad news is the, this misinformation over the legislation, like I just alluded to, prompted Major League Baseball to move the 2021 MLB All-Star game out of the city of Atlanta. And that resulted in many black-owned businesses losing out on a potential economic boon. Great work, everyone. So apparently, uh, yeah, black people were harmed by this. It's those who own businesses in the area where the All-Star Game was going to take place because no doubt people were going to be visiting the city All-Star Game week. I mean, it's not just the game. There's a week full of festivities that take place. And how many businesses were looking forward to this? And how awkward was it for Stacey Abrams to try to backtrack? Because, of course, she was the biggest opponent of this law and the biggest spreader of misinformation about this voting law. And then Major League Baseball acted upon her misinformation and others' misinformation, taking the All-Star game out of Atlanta. And she's just, whoa, 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 time out, time out. I never wanted the the Major League Baseball to take the All-Star game out of the city of Atlanta. Well, too late. They were just acting on what you said. Why would they want to be in concert with a state that would enact such a law? And this was just bungled from the very beginning. I remember uh, in January of 2022, uh, President Biden went down to Georgia to publicly call out this law, decry this law, which was literally hours after the Georgia Bulldogs, the college football team, won their first national championship in 40 years. He goes to Georgia to decry this law. And, oh, by the way, Stacey Abrams, who obviously was running for governor in 2022, so this was early 2022, uh, you would think she would take any opportunity to slam this law. Well, she wouldn't even be on the same stage with Joe Biden. That's how toxic and radioactive he was during the 2022 campaign. Democrats stayed away from him, and Democrats obviously uh, did better than expected in the 2022 midterms. Poor candidate quality by the Republicans certainly helped, but staying away from Joe Biden also helped as well. So great work all around, everyone. (laughs) Unbelievable. Folks, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, Mitch is in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. I've enjoyed it. See you next Saturday. I'll be back on next Saturday. God bless you all. God bless America. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost 
or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Isn't it time you trade your old salt hog for a new wet technology water softener from Commerce? Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away, too. Save salt, save water, and your back. Go to Commerce.com. Commerce Water. That's Commerce.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is double.